this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. A warning. This episode of Dog Tales includes discussions of crime and animosity, as well as brief language, that may not be appropriate for all. We advise caution for listeners under 13. She had to get out of town. That much was certain. The media was in an uproar. The tabloids had nothing but unkind things to say. They'd even resorted to calling her names. Rich bitch, the newspaper headlines screamed. Normally, she could handle it. But when death threats started coming in, she knew it was time to get out of Dodge. Luckily, her private jet was gassed up and ready. The plane flew south toward an undisclosed location. Even she had no idea where it was going. Leaving New York wasn't easy. She missed the love of her life with all her heart. Occasionally, the sadness found its way out in fits of ill temper. A snarl at an attendant, a nip at an overbearing underling. But at the end of the day, she was only living up to the name on her collar. Trouble. Trouble the dog, who inherited $12 million. And Trouble was exactly what she was in. Welcome to Dog Tales, a podcast original. Every week, we tell the stories of historic, heroic canines. We'll profile dogs who saved people from earthquakes, went to outer space, and even spurred the invention of Velcro. If you're looking for fun stories and a warm heart, you're barking up the right tree. I'm your host, Alastair. You can find episodes of Dog Tales and all other podcast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Dogtales for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Dogtales in the search bar. At Parcast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. This week, we're telling the story of Trouble, 
a tiny Maltese who incited a media frenzy when she inherited $12 million. But to truly understand the dog's predicament, it's necessary to look back at the woman who willed her that fortune. After all, in the words of Marley and Me author John Grogan, there are no bad dogs, only bad owners. Trouble's owner, Lena Mindy Rosenthal, was born in Marbletown, New York on the 4th of July, 1920. An appropriate birthday for a woman who many believed became the face of American greed. Eventually changing her name to Leona Roberts, she overcame a tough working-class childhood and became a successful condominium broker in New York City. In 1972, Leona married real estate tycoon Harry Helmsley and never looked back. With properties including the Empire State Building, the Flatiron Building, and eventually the Helmsley Palace Hotel, the couple built a multi-billion dollar real estate kingdom. And Leona Helmsley was its self-styled queen, often popping up in hotel advertisements. In the commercial for the Helmsley Palace Hotel, a tiara-crowned Leona posed in its glitzy interior and grandly proclaimed, it's the only place in the world where the queen stands guard. The ad campaign was hugely successful. At its height, every gift shop in the Helmsley Hotel chain sold a deck of cards with four Leonas in it in place of the queen's. But fate would use her nickname against her. It's fortunate Leona Helmsley became a huge dog person because few would describe her as a champion of the people. Over the course of her career, she built up a greedy, entitled, mercurial reputation. Former employees claimed she was a cruel boss. She'd fire staff, body search them on the way out, and withhold their final paychecks. To avoid legal fees, she'd promised lawyers a place in her will, then change representation. She even once stole the tools out of a repairman's kit. Her cold-heartedness didn't only extend to her underlings. In 1982, when Helmsley's son from her first marriage died of a heart condition, she immediately moved to evict his widow from their family home. These transgressions earned Helmsley a different royal title, the Queen of Mean. New York City tabloids beat her with the moniker like a drum. But Leona Helmsley's trouble went beyond her bad reputation. In 1988, the U.S. Attorney's Office charged Leona and Harry Helmsley with tax fraud. The details of the case were lurid, drawing the press like dogs to a bone. Apparently, Leona had embezzled company funds to renovate her 28-room mansion. There was that million-dollar dance floor built above an Olympic swimming pool a half-million-dollar jade art collection, a quarter-million-dollar mahogany card table on which to play your very own pair of Leonas, 
and she seemed to show little remorse. A former housekeeper famously testified that Leona once told her, only little people pay taxes. These and a mountain of other transgressions earned Leona yet a third regal title, Queen of Minimum Security Prison. In 1992, Judge John M. Walker accused Helmsley of naked greed and sentenced her to four years behind bars in Danbury, Connecticut. Ultimately, Leona Helmsley served just 21 months in prison, with 750 hours of community service. It was later discovered she paid employees to do most of her community service for her. The Queen had learned nothing. But karmic judgment came just the same when Harry Helmsley passed away from pneumonia in 1997. At age 77, Leona still had billions of dollars. She still had her hotel empire, but there was something missing companionship. At this time, a different kind of trouble entered her life. Concerned with how low Leona's spirits were, her advisor John Cody decided she could use a friend, a tiny white Maltese puppy. Fittingly, the dog's first taste of life as a Helmsley was riding in a Mercedes stretch limousine to meet her master. For Leona Helmsley, it was love at first sight. Silky white fur, shiny dark eyes, four pounds of panting dog that could practically be a stuffed toy. A frequent visitor to her master's lap, the little Maltese became accustomed to the lap of luxury as well. Nothing was too good for Leona's new best friend. The pooch was always impeccably dressed, outfitted with a diamond collar. Her dog bowl was a bounty of decadent meals, crab cake, cream cheese, freshly steamed vegetables with chicken. Leona was so enamored of her companion, she insisted the dog appear in advertisements for the hotel chain. Festooned with pink bows, seated on a red velvet throne, the little fluff ball appeared in a print campaign not unlike the Queen's infamous original. Soon enough, Leona began instructing staff to refer to the dog as Princess. Together, Princess and Queen ruled over their $32 million palace in Greenwich, Connecticut, and every feature she had illegally installed. But Princess was merely the dog's title. Her given name was a more accurate reflection of her persona. White, high-strung, and not without a little sass, Trouble had plenty in common with her owner. Anytime anyone came too close to Leona, the tiny dog would growl and bark. If they didn't obey her warning, she wasn't afraid to bite, no matter how well she knew them. She bit John Cody, who brought her home from the pet store. She bit housekeepers. She bit drivers. On occasion, she even bit Leona Helmsley. But none of it dampened Helmsley's affection for trouble. In fact, she began calling the dog 
her first bodyguard. But others didn't share her affection. One of Helmsley's housekeepers grew so tired of the constant biting, she filed a lawsuit. Trouble was on the brink of earning the canine scarlet letter, a far less desirable title. Bad dog. It wasn't necessarily Trouble's fault. According to Modern Dog magazine, smothering a dog excessively with attention and affection can cause separation anxiety and dysfunctional overdependence. It's possible Helmsley's laser focus on Trouble nurtured an anxiety-driven obsession. And that was just fine with Leona. The Queen of Means stuck by her best friend, and the lawsuit was eventually dismissed. But maybe it was time to lay low for a while. The law flouted, her battles won, Leona withdrew from the public eye. And for trouble, life was a pleasant haze of crab cakes and emerald-studded peanut butter puppy kongs. Until... On August 20th, 2007, 87-year-old Leona Helmsley died of what many must have felt was aptly diagnosed heart failure. When she died, she left behind a massive $4 billion fortune. Forbes magazine placed her at number 350 on its list of the world's wealthiest people. Imagine then, a short while later, sitting in a room full of leather-bound books before a serious man at a serious desk. Brothers, grandchildren, friends and employees all gathered to hear the last will and testament of Leona Helmsley. Life with her had not always been easy. There were the fights, the feuds, the little dog constantly nipping at your heels. But now, a slight consolation for the indignities you suffered. Maybe even an indication that deep down, she cared. Then, imagine instead, a symbolic middle finger extended from beyond the grave. Leona's 14-page will, like the woman who wrote it, was strident and blunt. Many family members hoping for a big payout were left sorely disappointed. Amongst them were two grandchildren, who Leona disinherited with no explanation. Rather than disperse her fortune amongst her family, the bulk of Leona's money went to the Leona M. and Harry B. Helmsley Charitable Foundation. But there were still a few handouts to be had. Most notably, she left an inheritance for her beloved trouble, a cool $12 million. The decision caused an uproar in the Helmsley family, and when the press sniffed out this living embodiment of the dog from Monopoly, there'd be much more trouble to come. Coming up, the media has a bone to pick with trouble. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. 
Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now, back to the story. It was all there in black and white. Upon her death in 2007, hotel magnate Leona Helmsley had left $12 million for the care of her eight-year-old dog, Trouble. The four-and-a-half-pound Maltese had no idea she was about to get sucked into a media maelstrom. When the story leaked about the newly rich dog, tabloid headlines were almost too easy. Rich bitch, hairy heir, doggy warbucks, and perhaps the saddest of all, multi-millionaire dog can't buy herself a friend. Anyone with a keyboard wanted to take a cheap shot. The public was viscerally angry about Trouble's windfall. And yet, there was precedent for wealthy individuals leaving large sums of money to their pets. But there was no such precedent for the sort of rage that rained down on Trouble. When the wife of Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry set up a $4 million trust for her dogs to live long and prosper, nobody raised an eyebrow. There were no complaints when Florida heiress Gail Posner willed her dogs $3 million, a giant mansion, and weekly trips to the doggy spa in a gold escalade. Mogul Oprah Winfrey set aside a $30 million trust for her five best friends. And yet, everybody still loved Oprah. In fact, Inheritances for pets aren't as rare as one might think. According to Russ Allen Prince of Prince & Associates, whose business monitors the habits of the 1%, for some wealthy people, the only true love they get is from their pets. They're estranged from their children. They're at war with their business partners. Their pets are the only ones who are there for them. According to Prince, a subset of wealthy people he labels pet-focused spend roughly $328,000 on their pets annually. This can include everything from $2,000 for hour-long deep muscle massages to pricey puppy life coaching and psychic readings. For some, there's no amount they won't spend on their loyal companions. Yet, Nobody demands their heads on a pike. Leona Helmsley was a special case. 
When she died in 2007, it had been some time since she'd been in the public eye. But her greed and cruelty was the stuff of legend. Headlines once dubbed her the Lady Macbeth of the lodging industry. And now, in what many construed as a post-mortem act of pettiness, she'd made one last callous decree. To everyone struggling to eke out a living, it felt like the queen proclaimed, my dog deserves better than you. But because Helmsley was no longer alive to aim insults at, her tiny canine heir became the most convenient target. It seemed the whole country, unfairly or not, had branded her with the dreaded epithet Bad Dog. Part of the visceral reaction against Trouble was also due to her image. Trouble wasn't a rugged golden retriever who'd pulled a child from a flaming barn. She wasn't a svelte greyhound whose leg had nobly given out in the big race. She was a little white puffball, best known for sitting on a throne in a tiara. It's possible many viewed Trouble more as a self-proclaimed monarch's fancy accessory than an innocent dog caught in the cross-current of class warfare. Leona Helmsley's family was equally unsympathetic. They resolved to fight the will in court, arguing that Leona was not of sound mind when she wrote it. Who in their right mind would leave $12 million to a dog? The argument was not without merit. Some of her final wishes were more than a little odd. David and Walter Panzera, the grandchildren Leona didn't turn her back on, had strings attached to their bequests. Leona insisted the two visit their dead father's grave at least once a year at the family mausoleum in the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. If either failed to visit in any single calendar year, their entire trust would be revoked. As if, in her words, they themselves had died. To ensure their compliance, a ledger was set up in the family mausoleum. A stickler for cleanliness in life and death, Leona also specified that same mausoleum be acid-washed or steam-cleaned at least once a year. Family members calling her judgment into question hoped these stipulations prove Leona's largesse towards her dog was evidence of an unsound mind. Unfortunately, the tug-of-war left poor trouble in a state of uncertainty. She had the run of Leona's 28-room palace in Greenwich, Connecticut, but it was unclear who would permanently be in charge of the dog's care or manage her multi-million dollar bank account. Leona had named her brother, Alvin Rosenthal, as the executor of her estate. But Rosenthal wanted nothing to do with trouble. Perhaps anticipating this, Leona listed her grandson, David, the same assigned to many future trips to the Sleepy Hollow graveyard, as backup. But David also declined the honor of working for the dog who inherited more money than he did. Everybody wanted to be free of trouble. What's worse, while the media hammered away at trust fund Fido, poor little trouble was getting scary hate mail.
dognapping, blackmail, even death threats. In the words of John Cody, the advisor who'd introduced Leona to trouble, we received any number of threats. I'm gonna kill the dog. I'm gonna kidnap the dog. I need the 12 million. The situation was dire. If a protracted legal battle unfurled, would trouble be safer in Connecticut or New York? What if one of these maniacs tracked her down? What if others got hurt in the crossfire? John Cody hatched a plan. They'd get trouble out of the city. In September of 2007, trouble boarded a private jet. To throw would-be kidnappers or assassins off her scent, Trouble traveled under an assumed name, Bauble. The destination was kept secret from the public. Only a select group knew that the Maltese went to Leona Helmsley's five-star property, the Sandcastle Hotel in Sarasota. Carl Lekic, the hotel's general manager, took charge of Trouble's care. He'd played with Trouble on several occasions during meetings with Leone in New York. The man and the Maltese had a fragile respect for each other. That alone made Lekic a rare fit for the job. But Trouble wasn't in the clear just yet. She still needed to travel back to New York for decisions involving her trust. Back there, the death threats were still rolling in. She needed protection. What's worse, competitors for Trouble's fortune were still trying to undo her master's last wishes. If they were successful, a judge could transform her back into a regular dog with the bang of a gavel. Who would pay to keep her safe? Had she hit the point of no return? Did she now desperately need the fortune that she never begged for in the first place? After this, Trouble's fate rests in the hands of the law. Welcome back to Collector's Closet, presented by The Ohio Lottery. Let's discuss my newest prize possession, this new $10 scratch-off, the $500,000 Platinum Jackpot. The best method I've found so far to help it hold its value is to vacuum seal it. This thing cannot get scratched. What's that? Sorry, my producer's telling me the only way it could be worth up to 500 grand is if I do scratch it? Okay, well, in that case, definitely don't overprotect your $500,000 platinum jackpot scratch-offs. Play them. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Now, back to the story. Trouble chased her tail at the Sandcastle Hotel in Sarasota, happy as a dog could be without her family. She had no idea the New York Times had dubbed her the world's most hated Maltese, or that momentum had gathered to usurp the massive fortune Trouble inherited from her deceased owner, Leona Helmsley. She had a friendly caretaker in the form of hotel manager Carl Lekic, but if her angry family members had their way, she might not be able to afford him. Judgment finally came in 2008, after several months of court proceedings. Judge Renee Roth finally brokered a deal with Leona Helmsley's disinherited grandchildren, Craig and Megan. The two agreed to hand over all email, voice recordings, and legal correspondence they'd had with Leona, which, considering Grandma was the queen of mean, 
was a big win for her estate. Now, her bad reputation would fade away with her. Additionally, the scorned grandkids, who'd already generated a library's worth of bad press after being outshone by a dog, would not sully their late grandmother any further. In exchange, each inherited $3 million and agreed to drop all proceedings challenging the will. However, trouble wasn't out of the woods yet. Though the court didn't dispute Leona's wishes on the basis of her sanity, it did on the basis of her math. The contention wasn't that Helmsley had awarded millions to a dog. It was that the amount was so excessive for a single, aging pet. The real question that needed to be answered was the same asked in countless divorce courts. How much did Trouble need to maintain her standard of living? It was time for Trouble to be completely transparent, to put all her Leonas on the table. Carl Lekich opened the books. First, Trouble was still a public persona who continued to receive death and kidnapping threats. Even the letters that weren't outright violent were bizarre. For example, Trouble received desperate entreaties from owners looking to pair the little Maltese off with their family pup. A whole litter of Troubles was a guaranteed ticket to Easy Street. Clearly, the dog still needed security. Leckage estimated the annual cost at $100,000. Second, grooming. Trouble was an impeccably put-together dog. It was fair to assume day-of-the-week diamond collars and doggy evening gowns were not a reasonable ask. But it was a known fact that Leona Helmsley prized cleanliness. Just ask the team acid-washing her burial crypt. To abandon high-end grooming altogether would thwart the deceased's true intent, something most judges tried not to do. Plus, there was Trouble's mood and well-being to consider. Surely, they didn't expect this dog to go from living the luxe life to walking around with fleas and a popsicle stick stuck in her fur. She needed tending. Lekic priced annual grooming costs at $8,000. Then there was food. Trouble was accustomed to a rich diet, prepared by a personal chef, often served up on fine china. But Lekic and Trouble needed to face facts. At nine years old, the Maltese was considered a senior dog. Nobody was doing Trouble any favors feeding her cream cheese. It was time for a more sensible diet. Although the fine china could stay. In the words of John Cody, the man who first brought Trouble home to her charmed life, Trouble went from caviar to Alpo. Estimated annual cost of food? $1,200. Then there was Carl Lekic himself. He was directly in charge of Trouble's care, administering her financial trust, sorting through death threats and marriage proposals, hiring bodyguards to protect her, maybe the occasional game of catch with a Fabergé ball to remember old times. All this on top of his responsibility as general manager of the Sandcastle Hotel. He deserved to be compensated. 
Carl Lekich estimated the annual cost of Carl Lekich to be $60,000. And finally, there were medical expenses, a category that was doubly significant. Not only were increased medical expenses a reality in an older dog's life, but there was only one way to determine how many years trouble was likely to need her estimated annual stipend. She needed a veterinary exam. Retaining her fortune depended on it. Trouble's veterinarian Dr. E. F. Thomas Jr. did the honors. After examining the dog, Thomas signed an affidavit that detailed his diagnosis. Trouble had hypothyroidism and compromised kidney function, so the new diet was definitely a must. With Trouble's age and the life expectancy of the Maltese breed generally, Thomas concluded Trouble would live for three to five more years. Carl Lekic estimated Trouble's annual medical expenses at $5,000 to $18,000. Trouble, or more accurately, Carl Lekic, had made her case. Food, fashion, financials, they'd laid it all out there. Trouble had even been presented with the time of her future death, a trying ordeal for any dog. Taking into account the dog's expenses and factoring in Trouble's potential lifespan, the judge now needed to figure out how much she truly deserved. And the verdict was... a recalibrated sum of $2 million total. To be sure, that was a lot less money. But the estate funneled the leftover amount into the Leona M. and Harry B. Helmsley Charitable Trust, which was meant to provide care for other dogs. Essentially, Trouble gave struggling canines a $10 million donation. Besides, $2 million wasn't too shabby. Trouble was over the moon, or would have been if she had any idea at all something significant had just happened. The dog returned to a carefree life in Florida. She even gained a pound from her new diet. But Trouble wouldn't be Trouble if her name didn't keep following her around. In 2009, several animal rights groups banded together and sued the Helmsley Trust. They asserted the foundation had ignored Ms. Helmsley's express wish that her trust's money go to purposes related to the provision and care of dogs. Apparently, the trust's money was being spent predominantly on human charities. Wayne Pacelli, president of the Humane Society, even accused Trouble of being a distraction. Trouble's inheritance, he claimed, pulled focus from the more important cause of using Helmsley's fortune to fight animal abuse. Some even argued that Helmsley harmed Trouble herself by willing her all that cash. In the words of Elizabeth Harmon, a philosophy professor, a dog doesn't want money. A dog wants a loving family to take it in. The money just makes everyone who deals with the dog strange. But none of the legal wrangling concerned Trouble. 
Like many tabloid curiosities, the wealthy Maltese eventually faded from view. Content in her private life, with only one final blip on the pop culture radar. Trouble passed away on December 13th, 2010. She was 12 years old. Her life had become so private. The media didn't report her death for six months, but when the news finally broke, she got an obituary in the New York Times. Blind for some time, she had succumbed to the very health issues her vet once diagnosed for the court: hypothyroidism and kidney failure. Upon Trouble's death, the remainder of her inheritance went to the Helmsley's Charitable Trust, hopefully to be spent on canine welfare. Leona's will stipulated Trouble be interred right beside her in the family's 1.4 million dollar mausoleum, but Trouble, of course, followed the dog beyond the grave. The Sleepy Hollow Cemetery's board of trustees enforced a strict rule that non-human remains never be interred at a human final resting place. According to New York Trust and estate lawyer Francis Carlyle. There was a better chance for Leona Helmsley to be buried in a pet cemetery. Trouble was eventually cremated and, in the words of a Helmsley Trust spokesperson, privately retained. Though it has been noted the Helmsley mausoleum is technically private, so Trouble may have been smuggled in nonetheless. Perhaps that was the real reason behind the required annual visits from the grandchildren. We like to think trouble rests with the woman who loved her and not her money. She deserves it after the life she had. Controversy, legal battles, bad press, trouble saw it all. But she also left an unexpected legacy. Ever since a famous chimp named Washo had a trust set up for him in the 1990s with the proceeds from a book. The legal question of animal inheritance rights has been a serious issue, and as the 21st century progressed, more and more pet owners, not just the wealthy ones, expressed a desire to legally arrange for the well-being of their pets. They were people who didn't want to leave their best friend's welfare to chance or a rash decision. Rachel Hirschfeld, an estate lawyer, put it best. One of the greatest moments in my life was when the judge awarded two million dollars in the Helmsley case. For a judge to be able to say we have a case for that amount of money, in some small way, the little Maltese who could do no right had given hope to people who love their pets, and perhaps finally earned that most valuable of accolades—a regal title money couldn't buy. Good dog. Thanks for listening to Dog Tales. For more information about Trouble and Leona Helmsley, we found the piece "Rich Bitch" by Jeffrey Tubin in the New Yorker especially helpful to our research. Every dog has his day, and our day is Mondays. We'll be back then with a new episode. 
You can find more episodes of Dog Tales and all other podcast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite podcast originals like Dog Tales for free from your phone, desktop or smart speaker. To stream Dog Tales on Spotify, just open the app and type Dog Tales in the search bar. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. Join us next week for another good story about a good dog. Dog Tales was created by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Trent Williamson, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Erin Larson. This episode of Dog Tales was written by Matt Flanagan, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Alastair Murden. <laughs>